0: again to the rise of the cordyceps infected and hbo last of us podcast uh, that's the first time i think i've done it right on the first try uh, we are part of the dark discussions news network i am one of your co-hosts phil from the state of new hampshire in the us of a and with me in the state of new york hi this is mike mike how are you sir i'm fine phil how are you doing all right and let's test. Barrett's mic out now because it uh, was having some problems before we started recording, and from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? Good. Excellent. And in and, the uh, the Canadian province of Alberta. Uh, Sean,
1: hope everyone's doing well. Indeed. And you too, Sean. Hope you're doing as well as awesome. I'm tired. I had to take a friend there, like there was a hospital encounter, so I was up for like 24 hours straight.
0: Oh so, man. Wow. Well, I, I don't mean to, to poo-poo on any of that, but aren't you always 24 hours straight up?
1: I prefer not to be, but it
0: seems, seems to so. happening. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, if you're, if you're straight up for more than four hours, you're supposed to see a doctor.
1: I heard that.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, oh my God. <laughs> my God. Anyway, um, so uh, who are we and what, what do we do? Well, basically, we are... A podcast that talks about each episode of uh, the last of us Uh, which is the HBO television series. So as the episodes pop up, we record a podcast on them and discuss each episode. Uh, Who are we? We are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which has a website, www.darkdarkdiscussions.com. Basically, it's a group of podcasts that your co-hosts that you hear on this podcast also participate on the various other podcasts on the network or on the website if you prefer. And uh there is also some friends uh, for other podcasts that are on our website as well. Uh basically um what we do uh is talk genre stuff mostly. Uh we also have an email which is darkdiscussions at AL dot com Or you can go to www.darkdiscussions.com and press the Contact Us menu choice on any page of the website, and that will open up an email box as well. Uh, If you are trying to write to this podcast here, because we do know we have a lot of listeners for this podcast here, uh, please put in the subject Cordyceps or Last of Us or something like that, and we'll know that the email is supposed to be for this podcast here because that email is the generic podcast for the network and then we will read your email on the episode uh, that will be coming up next so get your emails in before next Monday morning and we will have that for you uh, read on the next episode so far we haven't had any emails Um, anyway uh, Sean what else can people find? We know they're listening we know
2: you're not doing your job Supposed to send us letters. That's that's the uh, that's your half of the agreement, people.
0: Now, now, um, Sean, what else can people find on www.darkdiscussions.com?
1: They can also click the Patreon link, and that is a way that you can support different uh, creators. Uh, For instance, the creators of the Dark Discussions podcast, and it's a way that you can support uh, the podcast uh, any amount you are able to donate or afford to donate dollar it all counts it all makes a difference the podcast is released free to everyone but there's a ton of expenses and costs behind the scenes so any financial support is appreciated uh for every five dollars that you donate each month you can then choose a movie that you would like to get a review done by uh that goes into a draw every quarter and then will then be reviewed either on the main dark discussions feed or one of the sister podcasts, depending on where it falls genre, etc. Um, the point being is that any financial support is appreciated and, uh, helps keep this whole thing going. So thank you for listening. And thank you for those who were able to afford to donate anything to the podcast.
0: Excellent. And so, uh, we greatly appreciate it, as Sean mentioned, and uh thank you uh for any help. Uh now uh what we do here on this podcast, uh we're assuming everybody who's listening is basically a fan of the show or d- is upset with the show and just wants to hear various opinions um depending on the episode. Uh you Our, watch, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh depending on uh the episode of the season, uh will determine whether or not Some of us like it or some of us dislike it. So we may have a different perspective, four different perspectives that uh, may interest you. Uh, And we also try to uh, dissect and review and critique. So uh, a lot of things to say. Uh, We're not here to piss people off. We're here to just give an honest opinion uh, based off of each of our own personal, uh, I guess, um lived in experiences, as the the new term is, I guess. Uh, but either way, um, we're going to spoil this episode because, again, we are going to talk about everything and assume you have already seen it. Uh, the episode is called When We Are In Need, which is episode eight of a nine-episode season. So this is the penultimate episode. Um, it's directed by a guy named Ali Uh, Bossy, and it's written by Craig Mazin. It was released on March 5th, 2023. We are recording this on March 6th, 2023. 23. Uh, some of our listeners like Pam are always curious when we do record. So timestamp and date stamp the episode timestamp is 7 50 PM. Uh, so, um, that's all I got. So I guess we'll go around and discuss our opinions, um, on the episode before we start talking about it. So I uh, will start with you, Bert.
3: Yeah, uh, I really liked this episode. But again, I really like Zombies in My Zombie Show. Um, I thought this was a really well done episode. It uh, still had hallmarks of The Walking Dead in it. Um, but I mean, the two main characters, I love them. And I like watching what they go through and what they do. I think the acting is great, the scenery is great. Um, just there's just not a lot of zombie action going on.
0: All right, sounds good, uh, Mike. Yeah,
2: I like this a lot. Uh, I understand there was no zombie action, uh, but there was a threat, and it was a threat that was pretty much omnipresent throughout the entire show. Um, and, and that's the thing that I think has been missing, right? Like when we did the uh, the Frank and Bill story, there was there was a there was a threat for like a minute and a half uh, when. Uh, Bill was just standing out in the middle of the street, not understanding the concept of cover.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> you know, the last week's episode, there was a threat for the last, for about a 120 seconds, and then there was no more threat. Um, even if this wasn't a zombie show, it is a show where I would be expecting some uh, uh, tension, and I have not gotten a lot of it. From the series, you know, it just is what it is. We've discussed that enough. Here we do, we have it there, and because of that, and because it's a threat actually to our main characters, not to some random people that just showed up for one episode, uh, it is something that you can feel the threat and you can feel drive them close, how, how it creates a bond together with them, uh, in a way that you don't get or I didn't get when it was other people who were being threatened and our characters were the peripheral characters so um yeah i think this fixed a lot of the problems that i've had with the show uh, i wish there were an episode or two more of this but uh you know there's only one episode left to go so maybe not
0: all right so that's good uh for me um well there's no zombies and uh so it's for a zombie show there is no zombies again um But I do think this was my favorite episode of the season, believe it or not, Um, even though it it did have some major flaws uh, that I'm sure we'll we'll bring up here and there. But it was the most uh, interesting. And I think it was probably because of the antagonist. Uh, I've never seen this actor before, but he played his role really good, except for this one cheesy part that we'll we'll, we'll talk about. But again, I don't think it was his fault. It was the the screenwriting. Um, But uh, he was really good he uh was held the episode he was the real star of the episode um and um because of him and I, unfortunately, I don't have the actor's name but uh scott Shepard was, yeah that's it scott shepard um it 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 was really uh a, a good episode because of him um so yeah um you know it's uh a good episode and a show that should, doesn't have any zombies. Um, and so, yeah, um, I don't know really how to explain it uh, so far the, the season has been okay for me. It hasn't been fabulous. So this isn't a show that, that like grabbed me by uh, the bollocks, so to, so to speak, like house of the dragon. So um not you know, not anything can, can make it a little better and, and this episode uh made it a little better, even though again we didn't have zombies. But they did say cordyceps. They actually said the word. So that was cool. Uh let's go with you, Sean.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I think I'm pretty, pretty much with everybody else. It was a strong episode. Uh for someone who would follow the stuff with the game, it follows pretty much how they laid the stuff out in the game with surprise surprise no zombies so that's always good fun uh, but I think like you said the gentleman who plays David so that was Scott Shepherd, does a really good job of playing a pretty nasty type person and uh, I think they, they're getting to where they need to go so that's good but I hope that they might maybe have some zombies maybe in the finale episode <laughs> but I guess we'll see <laughs> we'll see so but i mean otherwise like the the, the danger like you guys have mentioned like i think mike pointed out right like the danger was i'm in this episode so that's good because you need to have something right um but it just it's it's just getting to the point that like okay you just don't expect that there's zombies in the zombie show anymore is what it feels like
0: all right sounds good um speaking of uh the finale that's coming up next week. Uh, does anybody know the, the the length of it? If it's it's just going to be a standard fifty minute episode, like the rest going to be. I thought I heard it was going to be short. Like okay, forty two so, so. minutes.
2: But now forty two minutes, forty three minutes. That would have been the length of a TV show back in the late eighties, early nineties, of an hour yeah. long if you remove the commercial. So I don't consider that be be that short. It's not under. It's not sitcom length, um, but it's not an extended episode either. So it's a forty Bella... something minute episode.
1: I think Bella Ramsey uh, Twitter, was on Twitter saying that it's a divisive episode. So that should mean interesting things to watch, I guess. Oh, really? The, the finale.
0: Yeah, huh.
3: she's young. Does she know what divisive is right now?
1: Well, she's. she's <laughs> isn't she. She's, how old is like she? twenty, I think.
0: Yeah,
3: that's like that. that's yeah. young to me.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, now, uh, Left Behind, which is episode seven, uh, had. During its view time, meaning live watchers uh, or people who jumped in as this episode was running, uh, it was one million eighty three thousand. So that is a a huge boost uh, compared to um, some of the earlier episodes um, and uh, just passes episode four. Please hold to my hand, uh, which had ninety nine. Uh, 991,000. Uh, so, so, uh, it's, it's holding its, uh, its uh audience and, uh, growing as well. Um, all right. So I guess we can, uh, just talk about everything and anything and, and, uh, even, even stuff not specific to this episode, because, uh, we just mentioned something about Bella Ramsey and and what she wrote on Twitter, which is kind of curious. Um, so uh what do we uh want to talk about? I I did like how this character, this guy Shepard, this actor. Um I think he had more screen time than than probably anybody else in in this episode. You know, Bella, Bella Ramsey was pretty close, but but I think he overlapped a lot of her stuff too. So He
3: had uh, great Yeah, he had great menace. Um he had that down where he seemed nice but underneath was this layer of meanness malevolence
0: Yeah, yeah. and malevolence
3: yeah. and yeah. i like that because it wasn't just out there in your face him being a bad guy it just right. came as needed
0: yeah, yeah it was so well much better than the the st louis was it saint louis no kansas city right kansas city kansas city, city, kansas city yeah. villain i mean that one was just like this pure evil in my opinion i, I know mike you, you said it was a little gray which is fair but for me she just felt so evil and also i i felt the, the actress no matter how good of an actress that she's known to be was miscast well this guy wasn't the james bond villain like you said barrett and he was cast perfectly this guy was really good yeah um, oh, well, he does or, end up know, there
2: but you know you piss anybody off enough yeah, <laughs> they're they're, they're going to go full on Blofeld. Right. So, yeah, yeah,
0: that's true. Well, the, I think the thing that there was one problem with with his character or, or the whole episode. And again, it was it was the screenwriting, not his acting, was when we find out that he was what we call uh, a potential. Uh, again, this is dystopia. And 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 when you're in dystopia or. Five hundred years ago, AD or whatever, um, there were, there was young people. Unfortunately, um, uh, had to grow up way too early. I mean, the, the uh, king Tut, you know he was sixteen and, and when he became emperor, and he was dead at the age of twenty one of old age, basically because of back in those days, quote unquote, old age because back in those days they didn't have medicine, so people grew up a lot when there's no society, right? They have to grow up. But this guy here, he was a sexual predator, it turned out. And even before that, um, I I was reading what he he was implying. He didn't want a partner, he wanted a wife. And he wanted her as the wife. And that was kind of weird too. And it all came out of nowhere. I felt and, and that whole speech and me and Sean were talking about it offline, um, just felt so like ridiculously TV uh, speech and not not a, you know, a, a speech for what's supposed to be an acclaimed show, I felt. Uh, but besides that, um, yeah, his character was 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 spot on the acting and um he, I felt he was a good villain, like you said, Mike, where you get pushed to a point, eventually anybody can, can get pissed and, and angry. So if they didn't go to the, the sexual predator in wanting to marry a, a f- what is supposed to be a 14-year-old in the show or 16-year-old in the show, um, his character was, was a great villain up to the point where they made him over the top, I felt.
3: See, I didn't feel it was over the top. I felt like that made his character even more just not so great. And he, I don't know. He just was creepy to begin with, with his religious mania, and then add that in, and he's just, and then you add in the, the people eating.
0: <laughs> yeah, the that thing, was pretty
1: you know, gross. The thing I was going to throw in is that, like, this, that aspect of him wanting to make her his wife, it's not part of the game, so this was specifically added for the show. And that's why I I thought you could have done just left him as he was, because he was bad enough. So yeah. it, it felt a little over the top a little bit in adding that aspect to. Yeah, but and you know what? That was John, just me. No,
0: no, I, I think you're probably right, because again, I mean I I mean you, you follow followed the game uh, much more than I have. I, I was only able to watch a certain amount on YouTube, but the the aspect, as as we've all discussed about Game of Thrones, right? When they followed the book or followed as much as George R R. Martin uh, gave them, the sh- the show was much better. And and here, when they go off script, the, the the I mean, again, you know, people will say episode three was great and that was completely off script, but uh excluding that episode which really as as we've discussed you know you could take it away and and you miss nothing for the main story but the when they go off script like they go off script when he wants to be a rapist and a a child whatever sleeper whatever marriage or whatever whatever the word is i don't even know what it's called but either way that what's that and a file yeah 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 exactly that he he The the show I think I felt was weaker because and I don't know if it's because it was uh, it's off script from the game or if it was just bad writing or if it was a combination of both.
3: I think that they could have removed it and it wouldn't have made a difference, but it didn't bother me and I really don't care what the game did as far as that's concerned, unless it is changing major motivations of characters, which from what it sounds like it's not doing to me, Um, and that's where you got problems with Game of Thrones when it stopped. The characters stopped appearing to be the way they used to be, and then had quick changes in who they are. That made the show not as good, and I I'm not feeling that in this.
0: Okay, that's that. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, I, again, I, I didn't mean it as in um, it has to follow the game because it doesn't have to follow the game. Uh, what 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 I was meaning is is if they uh just out making up stuff the question is how good of a screenwriter do you have and again it is shazeen and he's he's he did a pretty damn good job with Chernobyl and this was his script but um like they like i read a few reviews the it was rushed and you could tell they rushed it at the end i felt
3: yeah i think uh, it's fair to say it didn't need to be in there but it 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 just made him a more effective bad... Uh, maybe not effective, that's not the word I'm looking for. It just gave him more facets of being a bad guy that wasn't necessarily needed, but it did make that final scene with her and him more dramatic as far as, like, he's trying to rape her. He's not just trying to kill her, he's trying to right. rape her at that point. But we could have done without it, it still would have been effective, I think.
2: But, well, he's also had that line where he said, so was it, I love it when they fight, or it's the best... Yes. Which which implies that this isn't just a case of this thing. fuck it, I'm going to die and I'm going to give in to my worst instincts. It means it's assuming we take him at his word um, which is always a little sketchy, but again, if the the writers put the words in his mouth and they don't have to, you assume they did it for a reason. Um, It's to reveal something about the character. Uh, Yeah, I think they went further than was necessary. I'm with Barrett, I don't care what the game did. Uh, that's one of my my annoyances when I see people praising the the show and they talk about oh look how closely this matches the game and this matches the game and this matches the game that's great but it doesn't mean it's good right um you know we can we can go and look at how closely Gus Van Sant's Psycho copied Alfred Hitchcock's It didn't make it a good movie um it's and I understand also from the gamer perspective all the times they have Screwed up gaming adaptation. So just that alone, you can give it marks for being a decent adaptation of or trying or the, uh, making an attempt to keep it close. But again, it's not the thing that makes it entertaining or enjoyable, especially if you're not a gamer, right? Because they're also not pointing out as much all the shit that they've left out of the game. I'm thinking of things that begin with uh, Z and end in B's. <laughs> but. So that's another part that, that they don't focus on nearly as much while they're busy spreading their seed upon their reviews. Um, <laughs> so I don't really care about the accuracy. I don't think it was necessary. I did, didn't have a problem with it, though, because basically they started out with a guy who seemed like a nice, normal guy and then there's more layers that get peeled back as you go along. And if you rewatch it or think back on some of the things he said, you realize a lot of the things they were saying throughout the show were coded language. Or it can be seen as coded language. Right? So um, when they said, you know, that they were, there were some deer sighted. Well, did that mean deer or did that mean people? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. when they said they were yep. out scavenging. What were they scavenging for? Because you know and I know, we were there, right? We were eyewitnesses. We would totally be called into post apocalypse court to bear witness to what happened between Joel and this community guy. And they they attacked they attacked him, right? This flat out attacked him for no particular reason. Yep. Um, Joel was defending himself and we know this. So they weren't out scavenging for batteries or for soup cans. You know, they, they were out scavenging for long pig. Um, (laughs) and so when you see that again, in hindsight, also when he puts that line in there, when he tells the, the, the friend, whatever his name is, no, there's no code. I'm not speaking in code to you. Um, it isn't just playing on the trope. That you get in all these things where they are like, oh, I want you to go get the medicine <laughs> and bring it back. It's not playing off that. It's playing off the fact that, no, we've been speaking in code kind of anytime someone's been around. Because we're not allowed to let everybody know that they're reading their father or their brother or their sister or their mother. Um, And no, in this case, he, he's meaning it very literally. Um, But it's necessary in that case because that's how these guys have been playing it the whole time. And just the way that they sort of gradually peel back the layers to these guys that do feel at first like just nice, normal people. And that makes sense because this is not a cartoon where the cannibals are going to sit around the campfire going, so what's your favorite part of the testicle? You know, it's just not... You know, they don't do that. They're still going to have their kind, they're going to seem normal until they're in a situation where where they're not. Um, so I like that. I like that, it, it, it just kept, but it just kept descending. And this is a guy who took tragedy and used it to show who he really is. Because as we know, previously he'd been a math teacher. And as we all know, math teachers are evil. We're all aware of this. Um, but the apocalypse allows him to unleash that part of himself. A bit. And in this case, he thinks he might be in, bit and infected. Um, he's in the house burning down. He's lost a bunch of his people. Everything his building is about to come crashing down. So he just can just let it go all, all completely off the hook. And I think that was the thing with the building. It didn't just completely come out of nowhere. Right. And, okay. And And as you pointed out, you know what? This is post-apocalypse, right? They don't have TV anymore. They don't have Internet. They don't have any enough porn, they don't um, have mail <laughs> they don't have mail, but they still have males um and you know what people are gonna there's not a lot of people to choose from uh the idea of you going back to those days where you're gonna marry someone who's fourteen years old not far away right that's that's a luxury of the modern society that we have so the idea of having, like, say, an extended adolescence the way that we enjoy, where now we don't even consider somebody being an adult half the time until they're past their 30s, um, very different. You're going to be going back to the time where you were supposed to go, go out, have a job, start raising a family when you're in your teen. Right. That's how you rebuild society.
0: No, and and, and that makes sense. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's only – what, uh, 100 years uh, from the time when, you know, my, my grandfather and grandmother were married in their teen, their teens, you know, my, my grandmother, I think she was 14 or 16. And her husband, my grandfather was just a couple years older. So um, and that was in, you know, 1920 or something. So the, the yeah, I mean, it makes sense what you're saying, Mike. Um, now, uh the there was there was code and it came up right at the beginning because uh Sean pointed it out immediately but you you knew that these were the cannibals Mike yeah. if i mean uh Sean if if i hadn't known in advance from from you know you mentioned it and stuff i i wouldn't have known but the first thing they said was we have to bury my 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 father the girl says and he says oh we can't because it's winter time and that's true uh, uh, where i live in new hampshire and and obviously where you sean and, and where you uh mike especially uh because we all are in the north um what happens is they they put the bodies in um the, this crypt area at usually at cemeteries and then they'll they'll bury the the body in in the summer, spring um so that made sense but Sean made a good point to me, which is, no, that's code. Because, again, shortly later in this episode, they have deer meat. And yet they hadn't gone hunting for deer yet. So you <laughs> knew, ah, uh, that's, that's the father. And also the thing that was funny, too, is at that point they still hadn't said they were cannibals. But everybody who's watching the show probably figured it out by then. And then he show, they show up with a deer. They go, look, we have a deer. And it's like, yeah, but this is deer meat. So where where did this come from? So yeah, that that was interesting. I, as soon as they said,
2: this is deer meat. I was like, no, I didn't realize that. that, They said, they said, at that that moment I didn't realize, uh, you know, I I didn't realize that, that it wasn't deer meat. Right. But I just thought, why did he have to tell her? (laughs) Right. I thought, why did he have to tell her it was deer meat? And I was like, Oh, I get it now.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) I
0: I will say that out of the the most awful thing about the character, the the villain antagonist, I felt that bothered me the most in a good way, in a scary way, in in a, ooh, this guy's bad, was when the daughter says we should kill the girl that killed my father. And he punches her or slaps her,
3: and yeah, that's he does a good that, backhand. But,
0: but but that's not the thing that bothered me. The the thing that bothered me was when he put out his hand to help her up, and she takes it, and it's like, okay, that's the that's the abuser right there, the person that punches you, and then takes your hand, and you say, and you 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 still love them, and and or you still respect them, or or you oh he's being kind to me now, so I'll take his hand. And that made me say, Okay, this guy's a real villain more than anything well, else that he did in the and, film.
3: and we know his religious take was just to take control oh, of these people. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was not he didn't believe it at all. No well,
1: and the showrunners mentioned because I listened to the podcast and they talked about uh so Craig Mason and Neil Druckmann talked about how they were trying to give you the dichot- like the difference of the dichotomy in regards to how Jackson was run by law because the lady who ran the town was a a prosecutor and so she ran the city by the rule of law and that they were trying to say with David's group that it's a theocratic ruling and how religion taken to extremes is not the best way to run
0: anything yeah but you know what i I, I think that was that's bullshit because and i'll tell you why and i'm not talking about that point because that point is fair the the reason it's bullshit is this society based off of the amount of time we were with them didn't feel like they were religious fundamentalists they just seemed like people that were religious. no he was
3: Right. He was just taking advantage of religion to okay. utilize it to in his power play. It's kind of like there is no real communism out there. They're all dictatorships. This was a dictatorship that was masking itself under the guise of Christianity.
0: Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll, go, I'll go with that. I, I just don't feel it, it felt that much of a dictatorship until he punched the, or slapped the girl. Because before that, it seemed well, yeah, like... It
3: was- <laughs> that's as we get to know the community and we see how yeah. he treats the other people and yeah. how they even fear him. Yeah.
1: And and the other th- We,
3: we see how it works. Sorry, Sean. Go
1: ahead. Yeah, no worries. The other thing I was going to point out is this is the fun part is the gentleman who voices Joel in the game. Yep. was the gentleman who played James. So his, his right hand man. Okay. That guy.
0: Yes. yes.
1: So that yeah, was the, kind of the guy that
0: got the, the, the hatchet in, in the, or the, or yeah. not the hatchet, the the cleaver, then, yeah. <laughs> in, in the in the throat. Uh,
3: one thing I do have to say: this community sucked, because Joel and and her, they take, take out so many of them <laughs> that they weren't going to survive anyway. <laughs> they are too weak.
0: Right, right.
1: The showroom is also talking. Like, Sorry. No, go ahead.
2: I say one thing I would like to know that we haven't explored in this world is how the world itself is affected. Uh, by which I mean, like, in like, Walking Dead, they early showed on, uh, like, maybe the first or second episode that the zombies were eating horses, right? Yep. So they would eat the animals. And some zombie apocalypses, the zombies only attack other, zo- or other zombies, only attack people. Yep. So I don't know, like, are the zombies eating deer? Is that the reason why they're having trouble finding food? Why is it the people up in Jackson were able to get well fed?
3: Well, and can um, the zombies, because they're mushrooms or a mushroom type, are they able to move around in the wintertime? Is that why we didn't see any in this episode? Is that part of the reason?
1: Well, the, right. the idea is, and this is they talked about too, was the showrunners talked about, was that the people in Jackson chose a better location. The people that uh, David went had, basically the the assumption of the, what they were saying was is that they went there when it was spring or summer. So it was a very beautiful resort location because they specifically say it was a resort. It's not a great place in the winter when you don't have access to anything.
0: Well, let me ask you this, though. Um, Alright, I, I have to agree with Mike. It just sounded weird that yeah. that there, were, there wasn't enough deer or animals around. But also, their first meeting of the, these group, they were at, they were at the university. And yes. I don't want to sound weird, but but that university. They're traveling a long
1: distance, though, right?
0: Well, you may be right, but but there was dozens and dozens and dozens of
1: monkeys there. But again, they're not they're not hunting for animals, right? It's weird. That's you would the think difference. They, but but it doesn't make any sense. Why they're willing
0: to eat humans? Why not why eat the it, monkey? Yeah, <laughs> right. You, you would think they would want to eat the animals for the humans in the first well, place. Yeah. So, so this
2: is not like in the in the Walking Dead. Which I, I should point out in The Walking Dead they they run into cannibals in season five, which is only like you know, like maybe two years into right. the, the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Um they're like, you know what? Fuck it. These people are good. They're <laughs> tasty. Oh no, you can keep the you can the real cannibals. Yeah, thing. but they
0: all knew about it and they all were willing cannibals, right? Right. And they were like... all
2: really pretty but but they had fully embraced it. Here yeah. they're like saying that they're doing it sort of as a last resort. Um, because there are, and this is and they're, lying every, the,
0: they're lying to the rest of the people too and it's twenty years in right going, right, right. And this is
2: twenty years in so you ha- you you clearly have trees in this area which means there's plants right so here would probably be overpopulating at this point
0: right would right. be my oh, yeah, guess with, yeah yeah right right yeah no, so that, I, that's it, my thought right right yeah and I, I don't know but I may ask the same question Mike asked to you Sean since you were Following the game are the animals being eat, controlled by the fungi too or so it depends it because
1: there's a storyline that takes place in the second games second season stuff where they are hinting that it, they can go after animals but they also there's also it's also hinted at that they primarily go after humans it's like it's primarily targeting humans they may go after animals for, like, I don't know, I guess last resort or not, but, like, they are primarily going after humans. So animals are more like collateral damage if they're involved. So it's not not like the zombies, well, they'll just go after everything. It's they're targeting humans, and then animals are collateral damage aspect. All
2: right, so I heard a deer wandering through or near... Some cordyceps is probably not gonna trigger
1: them. Shouldn't trigger them. Okay. But if but again, like this is the thing, then it kind of adjusts a little bit in the second game that kind of lore, so who knows really? Right.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it, either, either way it was, it's I d I don't I mean if they the two, meaning uh, the two leaders. Uh, what were the names? James and and
1: David. And, and David the lead. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If if they were able to go just a couple of miles to find where the deer were, and it was rapid there, as we saw, her, and all this other stuff. I mean, Ellie seemed to walk right into animals. Um, I, I can't believe that 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 they were that incompetent that they couldn't get to that location, and and pick off animals every so often, but. Well, this know. is where, like, I guess... It's rushed. It's
1: rushed. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's part of it, right? And- yeah, I
2: mean, there's things, if you wanted to, I could give me five minutes and I can justify, I don't even need five minutes, I could argue, well, you know, that there were plenty of deer uh, last year, and, you know, but, you know, they all had a plague and they, they died out or they they. they They've migrated out of the area, or they're overpopulated and stripped the the forest of the the food, and so they either died out or they moved on. You could come up with explanations if you if it's a if it's if you need to, right? Because again, this is twenty years into this, so they should be. This isn't like the people who are just getting out of the, the zombie apocalypse, who are kind of scrambling to to find um, a place to stay. This was like the place that they ran to, and it was a bad choice. They've been there for twenty years.
1: Or something like that. extended period of time, for sure.
2: So, um... And they chose so to stay. They, so. And they chose to stay, so there has to be something there besides the fact that they have foosball tables. <laughs> Which, yeah. admittedly, is a good reason
0: to stay, but not enough. Right, yeah, Definitely because te- 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 technically, right, the university would have been a fine location, too, right? Because it has doms, it has monkeys, it has all, all sorts of stuff. So, I mean... Something about this location where they're at in this episode must be pretty good, I I guess. And it seemed like they were not that far from a suburb because, you know, that's what I was saying in earlier episodes, why they – uh camping in the middle of the forest when you know you could just drive down some suburban road in no nowhere Iowa or nowhere Pennsylvania and and you'll have 20 houses and you could just choose one and and sure enough there this location had that so something about this location must have been better than like you said foosball tables right or or air hockey so i i i don't it, it's just it's just strange um again we only have 40 minutes 50 minutes and only 10 minutes of setup
3: well one Uh, thing to keep in mind is that part of the city was taken by other people until just recently
0: yeah okay
2: i mean i think there's a lot of things that make sense in a resort you certainly have a lot of equipment like for cooking you have a lot of space um it is usually more of a secluded area you don't have a lot of resorts like in, in the middle of Boston or Manhattan or Los Angeles. There's probably like <clears throat> sorry, walls uh to keep intruders out because they're private resorts. So there's probably a lot of good reasons to pick a resort. I don't think it's a horrible idea if you're picking a place to start over. Sure. Um but just weird that it's a resort that had no 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 animals anywhere nearby. And also that in within walking distance, Ellie immediately found a deer.
0: Right, right. Well, and that—that that was my point, which is, besides the, the the foosball table, and and the many bedrooms and all that, all those things are, are great. And you're you're absolutely right; it's a perfect location. But yeah, where 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 are the animals? And like you said, in walking distance, Ellie was able to find animals, so it, it was a little confusing. I felt. Well,
3: I mean, sometimes people are easier to catch than a deer. I mean, it's not necessarily. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> and this yeah,
3: guy I... seemed prone to doing Weird stuff like that. So.
0: But 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 also the the thing that's that's weird about the whole thing is you have a large group of folk, and not all of them are incompetent fools. So you would think everybody would agree on shifts, especially if this guy, um, you know, David, was was as smart as as, as they made him out to be, which he seemed like he was a smart guy would have said okay i I know it sucks you know you have to travel two miles to this location but you know it's your shift for the day you know you don't have to do it again until next week you know just do it the one day and and hope you find some animals you know i mean is it is it that hard just like you know if if we all lived in a commune is it really that hard that okay one day a week i got to You know, uh, till the land or something. You you know, it's just strange that they said, "All right, well, we'll just sit here and wait for people to walk in," or or "We'll." I could
2: only assume they just happened to gather up a bunch of completely incompetent people whose, like, only skills was algebra. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, like they're all, like none of them knew how to use a gun. They're like, "I got to pull the the what?" You know, it's like they didn't know how to hunt. That's the only thing you can think of is they learned nothing. Uh, But even then, they wouldn't have survived for 20 years if that was the case,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it was a little confusing. I thought a little confusing,
2: but I'm willing Um, to suspend that. I don't want to. We're beating up on it a little bit now. I I don't want to waste too much time because I think overall it still was a good episode. Um, I I said I, I I really like. uh, There's that that scene right where they where they stumble across the deer, and they're like. Uh, does this belong to somebody? Like you just—it's <laughs> like you just stumble, like, just stumbled, like uh, the the guy in No Country for Old Men who just you know stumbles who stumbles upon the cash. You know, it's like, can I can I take this? Is it okay? Right. Um,
0: yeah. Well, and then they feel the body of the deer and it's still still warm, so they go, okay, so the the, the shooter must be around here somewhere, right? And 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 then just, boom, Ellie's there. Now I, I you know what that was weird. I I. I don't know what, a, again, Ellie's only a, a child, right? A quote unquote, a child, 14 year old, whatever. So she had a couple of options. She could have just left the deer and said, fuck it. Well, I'll look for food elsewhere because I don't want, we, people are dangerous in this world. So I don't want them to know that we're around. Uh, again, maybe they would have figured it out anyway, because it's a, it's a warm deer with a bullet. But how does she know that? Right. Unless she's smart enough to, to put it all one, you know, two to two together. But that's the one option. The other option is she could have just blew their brains out right away and and be done with it, and then took the deer. Um, so I don't know. Again, though, um, I'm not. This is not a nitpick. This is. I'm just deciphering what we would do or what I would do in such a situation. What would you guys have done? Did was Ellie? Did Ellie make a mistake? I mean, she did get the medicine which is the penicillin, which she needed. But she didn't know she was going to get medicine. That was just total luck. So the question is, should, was it smart for her to come out and claim the deer when you have two guys that could be bad? Or was it, she not smart to just shoot them in the first place?
3: I would have just shot them, but that's just me.
1: It depends. Am I wearing plot armor for this or what? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah any t- I, anytime
2: I, you do throw down, you could get hurt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well. The, I was going to say that the other thing they mentioned was that uh, Bella, when she, they were doing those scenes, that was a real rifle which has weight to it, and just they talked about how they had to keep uh, like reminding her through the scenes as they kept doing the takes over and over and over kind of thing that her gun kept getting lowered because it's a heavy weapon that she's holding. And then just talked about like how like physically it was uh, taxing on her, which I thought was interesting. So that's not something that usually you hear about. Right. But that's, 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 you know, production I'm talking about in yeah. in, in, in real life. Believe- if
0: you were in this dystopian world, Again, she's fourteen, so she's fourteen. That's that's just how it is. Maybe she's not going to think logically or whatever. But did she make a mistake? Well,
3: I mean, she,
0: well you're take, you're hindsight, risk, yes, whatever, right? Yeah, hindsight for sure. Yes. Well, um, I, I was thinking about this, Mike. Every okay, time, I don't he,
3: even know in hindsight if it is because she did get the medicine, which brought Joel yeah. back and able to to fight. So I don't yeah. know.
0: But but that was just a fluke. She had no idea. Yeah, was it was d- medicine, it was dumb luck. Right? It was yeah. dumb luck. Yeah. Right. So assuming we don't know anything about medicine, and, and I was thinking about this after the episode, and, and when I was uh, ready to go to bed, I was thinking every person you meet in this world is dangerous. So you have to shoot them. I I mean I mean really when you think about it it's like if you don't know these people and you're out in the middle of nowhere they're going to shoot you first so you got to shoot them first so it's like
3: and that's yeah that's why joel has become so hardened and why his brother wasn't able to bring himself quite to the point that joel did and so joel knows i got to kill these people like he does later with those two guys he doesn't let them live he gets right. the information and then he kills them
0: Right. And that made me think that David, even getting rid of his psycho sex trap and the weirdness of eating people, he, he, he in this world, is David's villainousness any worse than what we assume Joel has done for the past 20 years and what we saw, what he did here? And, and
3: I, well, I, I the guess, distinguishing thing is the child rape thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, and so exactly. that might have been necessary to really yeah. make that character as obscene as possible, yeah. um, and to carry that distinction because everybody is so dangerous, and you have to—you can't leave somebody um, behind.
2: If you, um, yeah, well, by I'm having, having thing, him, child is not that distinguishing a feature at this point
0: in, in history. Um, you could be right, Mike. It, it is between between be
3: the two of them. Right. It is.
0: Right and 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 since we're the viewer mike you know how we are uh, you know uh, we always talk about how you can't um put modern values in a in a different time frame or a different society a different fantasy world and this world here we, you know it is what it is but the because there is probably a lot of bad people in this world that have done a lot of terrible things as bad as this david guy was going to do but as a viewer in our world by them putting the child rape pedophile crap in there that makes us now say okay david is a really bad guy because prior to that was he any worse than than joel right so well well
3: well, the the cannibalism brought it there
1: it's definitely
0: gross but (laughs) it's not like he was murdering people it was a dead body that he did, right? I wouldn't... I just think it's gross. We don't would, know that he's not well, murdering people. That's what they that's, were going to try that's, and
3: do with Joel, right? They were going to try and get him and cook him, probably, like yeah, Mike was saying. Yeah, yeah I mean, that yeah. in hindsight... That's, well, we well, they know. were going
0: ki- to... They, they wanted to kill him anyway because he he murdered one of them, even though Mike had a good point, which is they were trying to murder him, too. So, they were enemies anyway, So and, and the cannibalism is disgusting. I'm not disagreeing. But who's in this world, who's real, who's a good person,
1: right? People who are well, cannibals. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, and the
0: problem is we
3: don't know exactly what Joel has done. We just know that it has horrified some other people.
0: <laughs> right. Well, we we see what he did to these, these two guys, which to be honest, I, I think, I think any of us would probably take out those scumbags too, because you, you have to, but the, it, it was like okay, this is what he's probably been doing for the past 20 years.
3: Right, right. I think it was the perfect example for us to see into his character how he deals with threats. Right.
2: Well, I think we have to point out that number one, um, I mean, trying to figure out what was the right thing to do here, or the wrong thing to do here. uh, They haven't come in contact with a whole lot of people. And Unfortunately, because of the way the the show was structured, they did three months later. And as far as we know, they went for for three months without encountering any bad people at all. Uh, They ran into a kindly uh, older couple that uh, helped point them in the right direction. And they wandered into Joel's brother's commune in Jackson, and they seemed pretty helpful. So there are helpful people out there. I don't think you can assume that everybody is bad, and I think they do a really good job here of making us think um, that this is a, a an okay community at first. And yeah, they do. I think we have to. I think we have to again put our, ourselves in their place. Now let's just look at the beginning of the show before we find out about the cannibalism. Um. You have people who are going out looking for food. Even if we knew that there were cannibalism, right? I There are times in history where people have had to resort to cannibalism. Um, and supposedly it's happened quite a bit in North Korea, from what I've heard. Just um, because food is scarce. And it's a choice of do something gross or die. And some individuals may choose the die be rather than eat grandma. But are you going to let your children die rather than eat, Grandma? Um. Well, I'm know, convinced
3: our, that I'm convinced they were getting other people because if they were just feeding off the people that were dying in their community, they wouldn't
0: have made they
2: it. They would have figured it no. out,
0: yeah. right? Um. So but also, we don't. Yeah.
2: But I'm just saying. So let's. Just, that's why I'm saying. Let's go with what we knew at the beginning yeah. of the episode.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right. Also. Um, also. also and, and, and so, out of the community, it seems like. There's there's two that definitely know they're cannibals and maybe a couple of those other guys that were had t- I mean actually we really don't know how many people know but we definitely know two know but all the people that were in the the hall none of them knew they were cannibals.
2: Well, right? we don't know how many knew and how many suspected, um, okay. but I assume that not everybody knew. We, I assume the hunting parties knew. I assume everybody with. Uh, with him like when they were hunting down the cook
0: uh, cook and and the cook
2: knew right (laughs) so there were definitely those I think knew
0: right so so Joel's lieutenants and Joel knew so that would be about six of them maybe I think because I think he killed four Joel killed four of them and then Ellie killed the other two so that's six right
2: Right. So, okay, let's But again, let's put this aside for a moment. So what does Ellie know about them? They seem like a nice group of people. They're cooperating. They're hungry. They would like some deer. They're willing to share the deer with you. They're willing to give you some medicine. They are from a community, if that's true. And she's right to be suspicious. No question you want to be suspicious because you do have the Kansas City fuckers out there and you did have the fuckers in Boston out there. Those are the only fuckers as far as we can tell that she, that she ran into. Right. Um and then you have the uh oh and you're we, we we had some one of our one of our own was murdered by a man with a little girl. And that's where you where you go, Oh, get my shorts, right? Because yeah, so I, th- I, I think
0: that was David's mistake. He should have never said that.
2: No, he never should have, yeah. um, because then he would have would have gotten her, and she would have they would have gotten Joel with a whole lot less problem, because so they right. would have just brought the medicine. They would have followed her tracks back to the house, and they would have got them both. He tipped yep. his hand, but yep. he's also an arrogant bastard, so I, I don't yep. necessarily fault him for doing it. Exactly. Um. But what was I saying? I wouldn't fault you. Can have a good community, and one of their members were murdered. We don't—they don't necessarily know that he was trying to assault Joel. They don't know why he died. They just know he was murdered. He left his wife and child behind. It's another member of the community that you lost, even if they weren't eating him. Right. So the the desire for revenge, quote unquote justice, would be running strong with them. Yep. Um. And this is going back to this is why I kind of I, part of me would have been liked if it was this. This community that just was pushed into a, a, a bad spot as opposed to the satanic. Cult leader basically want to be cult leader um, to make it more black and white, I would have I part of me would have really wish they had stuck with that what appeared to be the initial premise which was a community of desperation that was pushed too far, you know, and you didn't realize that you were on the wrong side, you know, that you were on the wrong side of Rambo. Right. Um, right. So I thought that would have been an interesting way to go with it, but, but they didn't, but I think, I, I think there's reason. My hope the whole point of it being, I think there was reason to, um, you could argue there was a reason to trust them to take a chance. Right. The, we don't know what the hell the, the, the group they're going to, uh to bring Ellie to. We don't know what they're cannibals. Right. Right. We have no idea who they are or what they're up to. Right. So trust has to come around some at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's why I think the 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 Native American folks were the smartest of the bunch. Because they stayed away from everybody. And everybody was a danger. But unfortunately, they they had their, their their guard down, and that's how Joel got him. But um, but yeah, it's it's a fair point, Mike, because I I don't know what I would do. I would I don't think I would trust anybody at this point because you just don't know. And everybody wants the dare, and everybody wants the the medicine, and everybody wants you know whatever. And and if you're not part of my tribe, you know, I mean that's that's what happened in, in Walking Dead, right? Uh, we we talk about uh and when we talked about that show in prior episodes of dark discussions podcast where or any any show for that matter any 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 apocalypse show you find a group of people you may never you may have not known them you may have not had anything to do with them you may not have anything in common with them but then when you meet and those are the people that you're with when the apocalypse goes down or or where you happen to live You become acquainted with them, and they become part of your, quote-unquote, family. And everybody else isn't part of your family. So everybody has to be suspect, I guess. And if you trust someone like this David guy who seemed like a nice guy, if he didn't tip his hand and you trusted him, you're dead. So what do you do? I, I don't know. It's a really interesting question, I feel, because it's like, I, I don't know if you can trust anybody. I mean, it's hard enough to trust people in, in the modern day today in this world. How how can you trust anybody in that world? I don't know. Sean, what's your well, I mean, human, you, you, yeah, you, okay, human right. are tribal.
2: Right?
3: Yeah. That's why you yeah, never exactly. gonna get
2: rid of racism, prejudice, because there's always this tribal instinct. It's always going to be there. It's it's a it's a bitch to get rid of, and then when you literally take us back to a tribal mentality and a tribal world where it's life or death, uh, there's real survival value in in being tribal and sticking with the people that you know, right? People that you trust.
0: Yep. Um, Keep people that will have your back.
2: Right. And now communities can grow. You can. There's ways to get to foster that trust between communities, but it's slow going. The real problem is she's got to, she's not just dealing with herself, and honestly, we don't know what would happen would have happened if uh she had been by herself right there there were benefits to bringing another person into the community, especially a young fertile presumably fertile woman uh who could help <laughs> supply the population help the community grow over time right. um even though james even you,
0: said said he's another another mouth to feed though what do you do right? Yeah, because but she anyway. also
2: bagged a deer, which is something they apparently haven't done in a while.
3: <laughs> That's a fair point. they haven't needed to; they got humans, right? So,
0: right. But but, but it proves that she has some sort of skill, right? That, that she can right do. Well, he wanted yeah. to keep her. <laughs> well, not just because of the fertileness, as, as as Mike said, but my my. But the other point is, is that she has uh, a skill. She can hunt. Even if right, she's young, she's able bodied,
2: um, she's smart. So there's there's a lot of use there, right? Same thing if you had found a young, healthy male, you know, who would give you another strong back to work with. Um well, let's be honest, uh you go back you run the clock on our on our civilization and it is our bodies more than our brains that determines our value. Um, yeah. That, those yeah. are what, those are the jobs that you're doing.
0: Yeah. Back in those days. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing, right? Uh, in H.G. Wells, uh, Orson Wells's version of that, there's a scene on the, the radio show they did in the 1920s, I think it was, or 30s, and there's a scene where one, two guys meet, and one is a, a blue collar guy, and one is a professor at a university, and the blue collar guy says says that we don't need people like you, professor, because we need people who are strong, who can hunt, who can build, who can do this. However, as we get stronger as a group of survivors, then people like you with the the intelligence and the skill, that type of skill set, can make a difference too. But the point was, I think, and what Orson Wells was trying to say in that his interpretation of, of the War of the Worlds was that when it goes to this dystopian level, you need to, yeah the bot the people with the bodies right that's what you're trying to say too I think
2: Mike yeah right? you know and there was um, I'll think of World War Z there's a scene in World War Z where the members of a, an American community are gathered together as they're organizing and talking about like what are the valuable skills in some you know, wealthy white lady. I'm assuming. I think she was. In my mind, she was white. You know, I can imagine her wearing furs and a tiara. Something is complaining that she's going to be taking orders from her housekeeper because the housekeeper has more practical skills than than this than this woman who you know did nothing but I don't know breed Pomeranians or something did. Um, that's just it. It's just what are what are the practical skills in this world, and she has them, so she would be have- valuable. But the problem is she's got Joel and that puts everything at stake. She's not just risking herself. She's risking somebody else. And she's not just risking herself. She's risking the future of humanity because she's immune to the virus. So that all changes things dramatically. She's not just you or
3: me or Sean or Barrett. But she's not thinking of herself that way. I mean, you don't. Right, right. You're you're more more valuable to other people than you are to yourself. I mean, in that a particular situation,
0: right? And, and as we right. saw in episode six, she's already determined at episode six that Joel's her her dad. This is this is her man. This is her 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 family, right? Because she didn't want to go with his brother, you know. And when well, she, but, but James wanted that, to
2: be her daddy, <laughs> he just, whatever ooh. his name was.
0: Right, right. But you know, <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm 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 being serious here. But the point is, is that she. <laughs> When she had that option, when Joel said, you can either go with me or Tommy or Timmy or whatever the guy's name is, uh, she immediately goes, OK, let's go. And, and then Joel and him, her left. Right. Because this is this is it. This is her family. So everything in this episode here was was, was Joel. That, that's the family. Right. That, that's the person. Right. Yeah. So. Right. The same way that Joel didn't
2: bother to try to get to know these guys who are wandering around the camp the find you know he he just assumed okay they've got Ellie, and that makes them bad
0: right right yeah 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 and and he was conscious when she told him and ha- handed him a knife and said when if these guys show up kill them all right so so he was he was prepared as well um and then when she never returned yeah, he assumed that they got her or and that or, by the
2: way I should in fact, my other niggly complaint, besides the lack of, of animals to eat, uh, was his ability to take out these three men when. Yeah. And he seemed to go back to perfect health.
0: Yeah, that was a little. Yeah. For, the penicillin would help, but I, it, was it, <laughs> yeah, it was a little too quick. Yeah, it was a little too quick. Yeah.
2: Well, penicillin will do a lot if you're at a point now where antibiotic resistance has gone away, which. As I, my understanding is that there are advantages that the the more resistant bacteria are only advantageous in an environment where you have to be resistant, that the non-resistant bacteria tend to be more robust otherwise. So if you remove the antibiotics, the, ant- the, the non-resistant bacteria could make a big comeback, and penicillin pate- can go back to being very, very useful again. And you can recover really fast from that, but you still have the knife wound. Right? Yeah, even yeah, if yeah. True. even if, you, yeah. even if not, you get rid of it's, it's not exactly.
0: all healed. <laughs> that's true. Yeah.
2: This is the this is the this is Prometheus again.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like the, the movie Prometheus, where she has the cesarean thing, and the, and then she's running around like superhero. Um, yeah, she's running away from giant rolling donuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, here here right because she takes the penicillin and shoves it right in the wound, and and that wound was still pretty raw. Right, and and let's say the penicillin clears up the the infection, the the wound is still there, right? It's still raw. So, yeah, so it was a little, little too easy. I I, I got to say the first kill, made was okay because he was hidden, and the guy wasn't. Was a moron, and then she, he stabbed him right in the neck. So that guy was going yeah. down eventually, anyway. And then, and when he took her out, took him out, he was pretty much wiped out too. It was when he got the next couple of guys, next three guys, that was where he was a little bit too um, healthy. Well, just
2: like hell. Ellie is not going to overpower uh, two grown ass adult men in good health, no matter how hungry they are. The, but but she manages to catch one by surprise and land in, land a, a meat cleaver in his neck, right? I, and that that'll do it.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> absolutely. <Yes>.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now now that was I had a problem with that too, which is um, I, I was shocked they didn't just kill her immediately because because you know it was a little too. Hollywood movie-ish type where they're talking to her and they go, What? You're infected? What do you mean you know, and and she's not tied up and they and he already she already broke his finger and stuff. So I felt that was bad. Um because it didn't feel realistic to me enough. But if I'm not mistaken, Sean, was that how it was in the game where they were that incompetent?
1: Yeah, there was incompetence. Okay. And, so um I just assumed it was like you're eating people, so Maybe their decision-making process isn't the best.
0: Right, and, and again, uh, it doesn't really. Mike, you made a point, which is it doesn't matter if it follows if the incompetence was carried over from the game, because again, this is its own entity. So, if it's the same, that doesn't necessarily mean that good. You know, as we saw in some of the Harry Potter films or or Twilight movies, if you prefer. But in this one here. Um, I, I think they could have gotten rid of the incompetence and, and made it a little better how incompetent they were, if that makes any
1: sense.
2: I understand that, but at the same time, I'm not necessarily chalking it up to incompetence. Uh, this she guy, who was... Well, well, gullibility, right? That's Gawk. This is the guy who uh, just found out he might be infected and he probably wants to know for sure if he is or not before he killed her. Or it just just all the right. stun from that, just the fuck moment, you know, because there's going to be the panic that sets in. And then she he figures out, wait a minute, if she was really infected, she wouldn't be fighting so hard to stay alive. And so he figures it out pretty quick. But all you need is that moment of hesitation. Uh, and certainly, you know, I'm infected. You don't want to eat the infected meat. Yep. But, so but- I, I can understand them wanting, wanting to verify before they proceeded.
0: But 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 yeah, I, I, but even then, I, I'm shocked that they didn't just kill her before they even pulled her out of the cage. To be honest, I mean they could have just went in there with baseball bats and clubbed her to death or something. I mean, I, I'm, again, I'm not trying to sound gruesome, and that's what I would do. But but if you're that, if that's your goal, that you're about to chop her up for food, you would think, especially after she was that smart and, and snapped his finger, that they would just say, all right, let's just go in there and, and club, all, club her to death or, or done get, in other words, they could have took her out without her, her being loose where she could take the upper hand in surprise.
2: But it's still going to be a second or two to, to figure, to, to gather your wits and figure out what are you going to do next? That's, but, that would be my, but,
0: argument. but my point is, is that they didn't even have to have that scene where she, she uh, says I'm infected because she would have already been dead. Is my point? No,
2: because I think that they would have had that. They would have taken a moment to consider what they would do next, because it's
0: new information, and all she needed was that moment. No, no, no. But that's not my point. My point is is that that information they would have never heard, because if they weren't incompetent idiots, she would have already been dead. And when they they got her in the cage, they would have just clubbed her to death or something. In other words, she would have never had the opportunity to say, "Hey, I'm infected." Is my point. Well, maybe. Also, it, I wish she, I wish he turned into a zombie. That would have been a better ending. Yeah, anyway, like she's he, still
3: infectious, but can't be turned. <laughs> right. That would have been cool. I was wondering, oh, but that, that too. they they dealt. In my opinion,
2: they they kind of dealt with that in the two episodes ago, right when the dog was cleared her.
0: The, no, no, the dog was. was the, the, you remember they said there the dogs couldn't tell it was a choke. They the, in other words there were the dog the dog I, I don't were, remember were that. Bluff. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure that they said the dogs were a bluff. That's what Tommy said to to him when uh it, when when he he asked why the dogs didn't detect. And she, he goes well, because well, it they bluff. weren't infected. It, but no, but it was a bluff. The dogs couldn't t- tell. It was a bluff.
1: No, I think they actually—it's it, no, I don't. It I didn't get that. insinuated that the dogs are a alarm and warning system because they can sense it.
0: Yeah, that's what I got. Uh, out of oh, I'm gonna have to rewatch that episode because I swore that he said that it—it it was just a a trick to to have the people that they capture admit they were infected, bit or not, and. And and it was a bluff. But I'll have to rewatch that episode because I swore that's what I, the, I got out the of it. Because the story
1: is is that they didn't have those uh, devices. The d- devices, and until those devices came along, the only way they were able to detect anyone is by no, no, I, dogs. no. I understand,
0: I understand that, but I, I swore there was a line in that episode that said the dogs. It was a bluff, but. I'll, I'll have to rewatch it. I'll have to rewatch it again. That that's another episode, so it doesn't even matter right now. But but it, well, oh, it my point was it for, cool. for confirming
2: whether or not she's infected.
0: Right. Well, well, she is infected. But c- the w- question is, can she turn okay. other people into zombies if she bites them?
2: Well, the dog's cleared or is not being
0: infected. But she is infected. She's just immune to it. Not necessarily. No, no, no.
3: She didn't give it to the guy, so she doesn't still have it in her system. From right. what we can tell, she's it's immune to it, and it her. just is or
0: gone. Yeah, uh, you are saying it's just dead inside her, and and you can still see see it's like a scar, is what you're saying. Cause you are saying. Because when, yeah. when well, they lift her, with they when they lift her 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 shirt up, it's there. You can see it. The question is is, is the it's vine, the fungi, dead inside her? Right? It's just yeah, like like it's been uh, mucus over to. To you know, like, like 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 when my appendix blew up, uh what happened was is your body begins to encase the gunk into uh little bubbles of mucus inside you, so it won't to prevent an infection, and and so that's what they said when they scraped it all out of me because it literally blew up and I and I was like in the hospital for a week and I almost died, um, and so. I'm wondering if that's what happened here because you can see it in her arm, I and even they did. They go, "Oh, oh yeah, gosh. I think it's like somebody's
2: pockmarked after they they would have gotten smallpox." Is even if they don't have the disease, the scars are left behind afterwards.
0: Okay, gotcha. All right. For some reason, I just felt the vine was still in her alive. It's just that it, it she was immune to it.
2: Well, I think that's why we're supposed to be nervous when she goes and deals with the dogs in that episode because we don't know if it's alive in her or not. Right, we just know that she can't get sick from it. Right.
0: Yeah, I still have to watch that episode because I swore I, th- there was a line that said they were a bluff. But again, it, but either way, it would have, Barrett. You, you agreed with me. It would have been awesome if they if they changed the whole story and the guy did get infected and he started. Yeah, yeah, something. it would have been would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was hoping that that he, that we would have saw him like running out burning on fire or something too but that didn't happen it was it was unfortunate now where the hell were all this is i was asking sean this i go where the hell was the rest of the community because at that point it's just him left because james just got killed so it's just him and it's in the the dining room area that you know the main hall and he's just letting the fire happen because he could have pulled the you know the 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 thing down and prevent it from burning but he let it go and like you said at that point maybe he was going insane anyway and he was all villainous but where were all the other 20 to 40 people you know the woman and various other guys that were in the group that weren't killed where anybody know anybody knows what happened to the rest of them
2: i think when you go when we get outside the, the building we see it's not within like there's no other buildings nearby so I'm okay. guessing it's a little bit detached from the rest of the, like the housing area, the residential area. And Which, that's where I they are cooking make... the
3: meat. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. They don't want Which anybody. It makes to sense
2: know. because a lot of resorts, right. You'd have like, the, there's a, um, there's the, the play area. There's the residential area. Like there, yeah. these places tend to be the, the, uh, you know, divided. It's not like it's just all, uh, in, in close knit court quarters. Um, Right, which also makes sense, right? You want to give people room, give people space. Um, Right. You don't necessarily want them hearing about hearing the meal preparation, what what's going on while that they're they're trying to play water polo or whatever the hell it is you do at a resort.
0: Okay. All right. So so that all right. I I, all right. I'll I'll go with that. That that
1: works me. What What about you, Sean? You think you think that's fair? Well, remember I joked that they went to a different resort. They just left. (laughs) Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah, No, no,
2: don't get me wrong. They didn't do a good job of explaining that, and you had to catch it after they got out, right? Because I was thinking that the entire time. Like, nobody's hearing, like, nobody's noticing the fire. The place is burning down. I also had the question is, why didn't he try to put the fire out when it was just, like, tiny little fire?
0: That's what I was saying, too, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it, I, I was thinking that, too. I mean, even, even after you were saying, Mike, that it's a resort and maybe the building was far away, you would think that out of 40 people, and it was since it was daylight, so someone might would have Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, once, once or, the or, fire or, started, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or it was that much of a blaze by that point that they would start go, running over to Maybe, head, maybe the, goes, the cook
2: coming. just really sucks and is always burning their food. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was just it was just the the the, the, the smoke from the cooking. Mm. Mm. Barrett, Barrett, let me ask you. I, I, again, I'm just throwing everything out there um, it, from this world, you know, because I, I don't I don't agree with any of these evilness people and all this other stuff. But again, I'm also throwing out just questions about things about the episode. Am I am I being too nitpicky here?
3: I know. I think you have genuine questions about some of it. Um, I mean, again, I enjoy the episode for what it is. And I think that you're not I don't think it's not okay to look at these deeper issues as we're looking deeper at the episode.
2: And and Phil, you have you have two kids. I think before you judge anybody, you you should try eating one and see how they taste. (laughs) You might come around.
0: Well, well, I'll tell you one thing: the little stinkers uh, were running around upstairs, and they were supposed to be in bed. And and my wife was out at a a meeting, so so uh, one time I had to uh, put myself on mute and go upstairs and say, "Get in bed." So so it <laughs> made, See, there made you go. Sp- last
2: last last one in bed is the first one eaten.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, it was yeah. It is what it is. Um. So um, you know what's funny too is when he said uh, a girl and a man killed one of my friends,
1: and I was trying to understand.
0: I was trying to understand. Well, it was a huge coincidence for sure. But and I think me and Sean said that, especially since it was like that. Like you said, it was far away. It wasn't like they were just. But I I liked how that worked into his
3: God works in mysterious ways.
0: (laughs) Well, that's true. But my point was is when he mentioned that and I figured out what he was talking about. That actor Sh- shepherd, his last name, he was in that episode. I'm pretty sure he was one of the guys. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, yeah. So, yeah. so I was like, Oh my God, that's, that was a, that was a, a good uh, cue there. Two, two episodes ago, we actually saw him for like 10 seconds. And and I think he even spoke a word and I didn't go back to, to rewatch that episode or that 10, you know, last 10 minutes, but I'm pretty sure um, it was him. And so that was kind of cool. Um, little callback. Uh, but yeah, that's a fair point, Barrett, they actually use uh, God works in a mysterious places. So, so even if it is coincidental, and you could argue that it's lame, at least they give you a line that says, Okay, I can buy it. Let's, let's move on. You know, because a lot of times what we've discussed in other episodes of various podcasts, how if they had just said one thing, it would have cleared up everything and, and yeah. we wouldn't be arguing or talking about it. You
3: know? Well, and I'm not big on the way coincidences work in movies and shows. Um, sometimes coincidence is a little too great, but they, you know, they'd already encountered these people. So for me, it was a, it's OK. Um, it's not too great a coincidence.
0: Right, right, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. What what else uh do we got um uh that we we we've missed that we haven't brought up yet um that we wanted to talk about anything anyone. All right, so I guess maybe we're we're done talking about it. Um. All right, so that's fine. So I I think we can start wrapping up the episode. Uh, Next week is the finale called Look for the Light, uh, directed by the same guy and written by Craig Mazin, but also with Neil Druckmann in addition for that one. Um, So let me ask one other thing. Anybody else have anything else they want to say before we start giving our final thoughts? All right, so let's give our final thoughts. So I would start with you, Mike
2: well uh, picking aside i like I said i really like the episode i i think that giving joel and ellie a common goal to work towards where they're both saving or protecting each other was huge there was no other third party involved that they were trying to protect or where we were more concerned about that relationship than anything else the the, the, the there was a jeopardy through the entire episode which too many of the episodes have felt way too casual and laid back. Um, the 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 first episode of the show promised us not just the potential for zombies and fedra, but you know the like the the rape gangs and slaver gangs and all the rest, and we've seen sadly little of any of that through the series. And and here it finally delivered, and I think it's it's sad that. This could be like if this was a show that's normal, you could point to this and say, OK, here's a turning point in the show. And it won't be because it's the end. Uh, but I, I, I really like this. I thought the villain was fantastic and he's going to be a strong contender for villain of the year. Uh, even if he did eventually decay into mustache twirling. twirling, uh, I really just liked the, the way they, the character played out and felt fairly natural or most of it so yeah i i put this as a as a very highly rated episode and i'm going to go with my
0: favorite episode of the season so far all right sounds good uh yeah for me um i i think everything mike just said is 100 percent spot on uh even though we didn't have any zombies and that's unfortunate uh the main reason uh i i came into watching this show uh even with the nitpicks we discussed tonight uh the main reason i came in watching this series is specifically for the genre uh thriller aspect of it and and this this episode most certainly had all that uh nitpicks aside um and the villain the actor was fantastic as i said Uh, unfortunately he did go into the james bond twirling the mustache bit but uh the original uh, point of his character where you could see the school teacher and math teacher guy that would have been a normal human being in pre-apocalypse society and and how that humanity has disappeared and he's slowly becoming what he becomes um, and then just goes over the top at the end. Uh, it was just a fabulous performance by this actor. Um and it was the most thrilling episode for sure. Again, even if there was no zombies and even if we did have some nitpicks. Uh so um I would concur if if this was a closer to the beginning of the season, you, I would argue and say, Oh yeah, this is this is the turning point where the show is gonna be really good. But again it's it's the end pretty much. Um but as uh, mike mentioned uh villain of the year on the dark discussions podcast which is the main podcast um on the network uh we do a wrap-up of the end of the year and one of the things that we talk about is best villain of the year and uh that's what mike is referring to and uh he could be right on because uh this is, this is a really great villain because of his humanity that you see that turns into evilness and, it, and it's, it's it's pretty awesome uh, so, yeah, uh, good episode. All in all, nitpicks and no zombies aside. Uh, all right.
3: Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything both you and Mike said. Um, it, I agree that it's probably my favorite episode of the season so far. It is unfortunate it's so late in the season, um, but the acting was impeccable. I thought Bella Ramsey did a great job as well, um, especially in the scene where uh, she kills the villain. Um, and yeah, it was just three actors doing a really good job in a really good episode. I would like more zombies, but I am enjoying the show generally. And I like this episode a lot.
1: All right. And Sean, uh, so being that it was the penultimate episode of the season, uh, I thought it was done. uh, well, it was a good, good episode again. Like you guys have pretty much touched on everything, um, Scott Shepherd was great as the villain. Uh, you still had some good uh, relationship stuff with Joel and Ellie, and uh, you're one step closer to wherever we're going for the last episode. So, uh, in that regard, it was good. Again, nitpicks and stuff aside, it was a, it was a strong episode. And uh, let's see what happens next week.
0: Indeed, indeed, and uh, it, we didn't really even talk that deeply about. The interrogation scene that Joel had. Uh and that was one of the one of the better scenes of the episodes as well. Um so uh, nods to that. Um so uh next week uh is the penalty I mean the blah, the finale the finale the finale of the season uh so we'll definitely have that episode of the broadcast uh next week. So if you want to have uh any say uh please email us uh before uh we record uh so you we can get your emails into Uh, the podcast where we will read them, Uh, the episode uh, finale comes out March 12th. So anytime up until March 13th, midday, uh, if you get an email out to us, we can uh, read it on the podcast. Um, And, of course, just like every podcast out there, Uh, What we mean is um, cordial and non-trolling emails. Uh, We're not alone uh, when it comes to uh, reading emails on podcasts. Uh, Obviously, uh, we're here to uh, read quality emails that want to talk about their opinions of the show, their uh, thoughts on uh, how it's following the video game, uh, opinions on what we've said and what you you think – and things of that nature. So uh, that's what we're looking for. Uh, again, it's darkdiscussions at darkdiscussions.aol.com or www.darkdiscussions.com and press the Contact Us menu choice on any page. And an email box will open up, put the word Cordyceps or maybe Last of Us, something like that, so we know the emails directly for this podcast here, which is called The Rise of the Cordyceps Infected and HBO Last of Us podcast. Uh, so, with all that stated, Mike, why don't you do this well?
2: Well, thank you once again for listening to episode, uh, listening to us discuss episode 7 of The Last of Us. You mean eight. episode
0: eight, we, we just discussed episode 8.
2: Episode 8? Thanks for listening to us discuss episode 8 of The Last of Us, uh, an HBO uh, TV series based on the PlayStation 5, and soon-to-be PC video game. Uh, Tune in next week, and we will discuss the finale and maybe thoughts on the series as a whole.